0: Welcome to Unleashing the Champion Within with your host, Cindy Stewart. Our goal is to connect you with your best, help you live your dream, and discover your passion. Each week, we'll bring you an inspiring message and give you the tools to help you release the champion within. Welcome to
1: Episode 73. And I'm your host, Cindy Stewart. And today we have part two of our series with Ross Stewart. Last week, we talked about when we're called to change. That was episode 71. You can go back and listen to it. And this week, we're going to talk about healthy change. You know, there's a big difference between when you're called to change and moving into change that is healthy and good for not only you, your family, your economics, all those different elements. And Ross is going to share a little bit of how he went from the being called to change to actually implementing change in his life. So welcome, Ross. Thanks for coming this morning.
0: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Okay, so you're going to tell us a little bit about how to change your life. And you had some dramatic change In a healthy way that that brings, you know, life to your family. Really, that's what we're looking for to the life, to the people around you. So last week, just give us just like a two minute breakdown on what you talked about. And like I said, you can go back and listen to it. And then we're going to dig into what healthy change looks like and what are those steps?
0: Yeah. So just as a a little um, just recap of what we talked about last week. The first thing that I had to do, and I've been through a lot of change, but I just had to—I um, had to listen. I had to uh, listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I had to listen to what God was speaking into my life. I had to listen to the people that I trusted around me, um, and I had to make uh, some decisions based on based on that. And uh, we didn't get to it but the other part of that was just trusting the people that were around me and trusting what God was speaking into my life but I was in the midst of a lot of big decisions and getting married and and changing uh, career paths to things that were were huge and um, so I I think that just to recap it like the most important thing um, that I could say would be to speak would be to seek counsel and uh, one would be to seek the counsel of, of God, obviously, in prayer and and uh, in fasting. And uh, the other would be to seek the counsel of people that, that you know and that are close to you and that have uh, your best interest in mind. So there was a lot of talking with family. There was a lot of talking with close friends and people that had been speaking to my life for a long time. So um, I just was prepared to take what I was hearing and uh, to follow God's leading in that.
1: That's really good, and I think we forget the value of community. And you know, it—it's not everybody because everybody has an opinion, but not everybody is been put in your life to help you go to the places you need to go, to invest in you, to pray for you, to to listen to what you sense God is saying to you, and and help sort it through all those things. And you know, to have those. Handful of people, your wife, your family, uh, your pastor, a couple of close friends, when you have those handful of people that you know is going after your best in prayer, going after your best and spending time with you and encouraging you, that makes all the difference in the world. And so many times I think in, in this world, we think we're all independent. And and we're almost like little sailboats, all in this giant ocean, sailing by ourselves. But really, God has called us to find those few people to do life with. Yeah. And there's an outer uh, ring of people, and there's an inner ring, and it's that inner ring that will help you, you know, really get to where you need to go. So that I think, guys, grab a hold of that. If you don't have a community around you, ask God to open up the door to those few people those three or four people that can do life with you and will tell you the truth when you need to hear that will uh spend their time in prayer for you will also um just be that silent listener and be able to take in what you need to share so find yourself a community okay so let's go on so so let's talk about healthy change and how did that actually work in your life
0: for sure yeah absolutely absolutely um, so I think one of the big things is, is that there was, a, um, there was a huge sense of trust between myself and my wife. And this is talking about my career specifically. So um, once we got married, we got married in October. Uh, and then in April of the following year, I submitted my letter, letter of resignation um, from coaching basketball and from teaching effectively because my jobs were tied together. So if I wasn't going to coach anymore, uh, I was also going to forfeit my opportunity to teach in that specific position. Now, it took from um, October when we got married to April for us to come to that decision. There were a lot of things riding on that decision. So there had to be a a very high level not only uh, of trust not only with between myself and my wife, but between myself and my wife and God. And understanding that, There was this call on my life. The Holy Spirit had implanted it in me, um, and we were going to follow that together. And so it was a healthy risk that we took knowing that God had something much better for us
1: yeah that's good and there's a scripture out of acts and honestly i know it's act 16 but i don't remember the actual verse number but it says when it seems right by the holy spirit and it seems right to us then we move forward yeah and sometimes we're not on the exact same page so there's patience and just time that will get us to where we both sense the rightness of
0: it right right and yeah so what we did and basically i We went through a process of seeking out other possibilities. And uh, there was still, even though we took that risk, there was a lot of things up in the air. So we didn't know where that next opportunity was gonna come from. We knew that there would be plenty of opportunities to interview for new teaching jobs and new areas. We had also moved um, across the Bay as well. So if you know anything about the Tampa Bay area, there's Tampa, and then on the other side, there's St. Petersburg. Uh, My wife and I lived in St. Pete. I was teaching in Tampa, which is about a 35 to 40 minute difference. So not only had we just got married, not only had I just resigned my position, but we had also moved across the bridge. So it provided another, uh, I want to say opportunity, but really it was another challenge uh, to the entire process. So uh, we spent a lot of time in talking about that, a lot of time uh, seeking out other um, opportunities so what we did is we we basically decided that come the summer, we would wait. Uh, I would go to an open interview for new positions in the school district that we had moved into. So that's what we did.
1: And you found a position, right?
0: Yeah. So I found a position almost immediately, which is a blessing for sure. Um, and at the same time that I was seeking a full-time position for the following fall, um, my church gave me an opportunity to work part-time during the summer just to fill in some hours to help them with some operational tasks. The church that I'm currently employed at is only five years old, so there's still a lot of uh, operational and system things to work through. So they wanted to give me an opportunity just to come in for uh, 20 or so hours a week uh, and work with them in that respect.
1: And so how did that position uh, feel knowing that you were going back to teaching and all of that
0: yeah there was a there was a big inner struggle especially in between my my there was an inner struggle with me and there was an outer struggle between myself and my wife because I found a position and was offered a position in the school system. So I knew that I was going to have a job uh, that provided me with retirement that had, uh, medical care and that sort of thing but on the other side I really knew that teaching wasn't my passion uh, it wasn't what I wanted to pursue and I was working this part-time summer job before school got in and that was real it was so exciting to me um, our location our, our our church has three locations now but at the time that I was, uh, working during the summer, we were in the process of launching that third location. And that blew my mind, the fact that a church could be uh, one body, but in multiple locations, and that I could be a part of that because I was, uh, if if you know anything about personality tests, I'm, I'm a CS on the disc, which means that I'm very organized. I'm a very steady person. I like systems. I like operations. Um, so the fact that I could be a part of that uh, something so amazing happening just because of my personality ty- uh, style and my natural bent towards systems and operations that really just was was awesome because my original thought about church is that you had to be a pastor to be on staff if you weren't a pastor you know then there wasn't a place for you on a church staff and and that's really not not the reality which is so awesome
1: <laughs> and so let me ask you something so what was you know the summer was like a bridge. It took you from your full-time job as a teacher, basketball coach, to uh, waiting for that other job as a teacher. But then there was this bridge that opened you up to a whole different perspective. So what was the kind of the the turning point of deciding you weren't going to go all the way across the bridge into that next teaching role?
0: Yeah, it, it took... It took frank conversations with the people around me. Uh, It took real conversations with my wife, telling her that, you know, even though I got this job in the school system, I know that it's not the one for me. And it took, it took prayer. It took so many, so many hours of prayer for us to really come to this conclusion. And then with the people that I was working part time with, the executive pastor at our church and, and some of the people that worked there, it took really frank and honest conversations. And, and it took me, uh, moving it took me taking action steps to to ensure that I would be where I wanted to be because if I wouldn't have said anything to them if I wouldn't have you know told them hey you know I really feel called to be here I really feel like there's a position for me here is there anything that we could do to work it out and it honestly you know my wife didn't agree with it right away there there again there wasn't as many benefits um so she would have had to she did have to absorb some of those things we were going to take a, a temporary um, pay cut, so that was a, a big thing. We had just bought a house, and um, so there was a lot of a lot of that stuff going on. But it really took some active faith and um, and a lot of long conversations and a lot of prayer and uh, to get me to that point.
1: Yeah, that's really good. And sometimes those conversations are hard to have. You know, you you your feelings get hurt, or you think maybe you you're not quite hearing what I'm saying, or you know, maybe this is a great opportunity, but maybe it's not for now since the other opportunities present in itself. So how did you find that, you know, trust together to move forward?
0: Well, I think, I think it all goes back to faith. Um, and it all goes back to um, just what the Bible says about um, being faithful and trusting. And just a, um, just a couple verses that we really meditated on here. Um, One in Jeremiah, it says, uh, this is Jeremiah uh, chapter 17, verse 7. It says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. In Proverbs chapter 16, it says, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers. And blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And then a very famous one, a one that everybody knows, Proverbs uh, 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding in all of your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And really, once we submitted our ways to him, once we said, "God, like this is what I want, this is what she wants, this is what we want together," you know, uh, just we submit all of this to you. We're gonna lay it all down at your feet, and we're gonna say, "Hey, uh, whatever, um, whatever you want from us is what we're gonna do." And as soon as we did that, he took this curvy path, this this um, you know uh, indistinguishable like event in the future. And he just straightened it right out. That's good. So that was, that was really amazing for us.
1: And then you just knew that, that, okay, you've got the green light. Both of you have the green light. It's a go. So, uh, and I guess it just all came together with the, with the company too, with the church that you were going to work for too. They sensed it. You know, you and Temple sensed it. We as your parents sensed it. And then it all came together. So what was that next thing to make it
0: be uh, complete? Yeah, so I think um, it just took, so I guess the, the biggest thing that I took out of it was um, taking these, these action steps. And um, I just have one thing that kind of stuck with me uh, that that I keep like saying to myself over and over again as I relive, relive this experience. Um, and it's this quote. It's believe great things about God, ask great things of God, and attempt great things for God. That's good. Um, so it really, it's all about the attempt. It was all about um, knowing that it was the right thing, getting confirmation from everybody around me, but then really sealing that deal, really coming together and and uh, partnering with the, the people that could make it happen. So um, it, it all happened at the perfect time and, and when it's God's will for your life it it really everything does fall into place. it's there's not too much straining, there's not a whole lot of effort that you have to put into it. Um, it all just kind of falls together and pulls itself together so that it really worked out well for us.
1: Now was there anything specific you needed to do to kind of help prep you for, uh, your new career, this new step of launching into something that really, when I was thinking, as I was saying that, I was thinking about when you worked in the construction, it had the same um, logistical side to it. It just didn't have uh, the same focus, you know, in the construction, it was building buildings, that kind of stuff. But in this side, it's building people. Right. So it had the same logistical coordination and all that but this took it to where it met your calling as well as your talent. Mm-hmm. So was there anything specific you had to do to prepare to step into this job?
0: Yeah, I mean, on the logistical side, like the actual, on, on that side, there wasn't too much that I had to do to actual, actually prepare. Um, I think that um, most of the preparation, came on the, um, the emotional side, the spiritual side, it came on me writing my heart and getting ready for getting ready to step into whatever that passion, what that passion was. And, um, so I think, uh, probably just the biggest, the biggest thing that I had to prepare for was, um, is that mind shift change from, uh, going from a, Uh, a secular, uh, community in the teaching industry to going to, um, just a faith filled ministry. I think that that is a, where a lot of the, the actual skills translate, the mindset definitely does not. Oh, definitely. So I I think that there was a huge, um, just shift in mindset, like, Hey, uh, it's not about, um, you know, it's not about grading papers anymore. It's not about all those little things that you do when you're a teacher. Like everything that you're moving toward is to bring people closer to Christ. And that is your sole focus, no matter what you're doing. So it's a, it was a huge mind mindset change uh, and a shift. So I think that was probably the biggest uh, preparation that I had to do. Wow, to.
1: That, yeah, that's really good. Now, when you started your new job, I was thinking about, you know, when you do new things that are really out of the, element that you've been in for so long, like you said, in the secular business, now you're moving into a, uh, into the Christ business really. Uh, even though you did that in the school environment too, but were you nervous about the change?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think you're always nervous when you go into a new position or you go into a new uh, career or calling or purpose and, uh, you're always uh, expecting the best, um, but you know that there's a lot of preparation that mm-hmm. has to be done, you know there's a lot of learning that goes into it. Um, but the good thing about where, where I landed was there was just so many uh, just strong people that were there. There was a lot of people that were willing to uh, take me under their wing and teach me how things were, were done and there were people who had gone through the process before um, and were able to kind of give me some some helpful advice and some insights. So I think one of the biggest things in starting any new career or calling or purpose or passion or whatever it is, is seek out people that have done it before. Seek out people that have been there in your position. Um, Ask as many questions as you possibly can. Uh, Be a sponge, right? Yeah, be a sponge for sure. Try to find out as much as you can about uh, everything that you can and uh, use people that are there and people that that are excited to see you prosper and excited to see you become part of the team. Use those people to, uh, uh, to your advantage, to learn, to learn and to really, uh, get a good hold on what you're doing.
1: That's good. Now, just as a, uh, FYI for anybody who's thinking, was there anything looking in hindsight, you know, hindsight's 2020 20, that, uh, you might not have worried as much about or stressed as much about or, uh, You know, sometimes we tend to overthink stuff or uh, over project thing. Were there anything that you spent a little bit too much time on that you thought, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't worry about that element of it?
0: Yeah. So I think, um, and I'll tell you a a funny story at the end too. um, But I think that there, it's so much harder when you're going through it uh, than when you are seeing it on the back end. Actually, my pastor said something very funny the other day. We were talking about, attitude in a staff meeting and he said we live life forward but we understand it backwards (laughs) which is so which is so that's good it's so apparent to me It's, it's, it's the old it's the old saying hindsight is 2020 you know we live it forward so we're in the in that moment where man this is such a tough decision I don't know what to do is this the right thing is this the wrong thing and then you look back on it six months or a year later and you go oh obviously it was the right thing to do why did i ever bother why did i ever wonder and and just my charge to anybody that's listening to this that's going through this process is that um is that listen to god like god has got you like and he'll always have you like if you think that like you're going through and there's no way that you know it'll possibly work out then then you don't have it you're not trusting in god enough you're not having faith. So I'll just give you just a, a little funny story. So just recently, um, and again, this is the very beginning of the year. So just recently, we needed to get a, uh, a new air conditioner in our house. And that was a huge point of tension for us because when we bought our house six months ago, we knew we were going to need it, um, but we didn't do anything about it uh, at on the front end. And, uh, we just, we've been kind of carrying this weight on our shoulders for like six months. Like, okay, it had to be done. It had to be done. It had to be done. It kept breaking in our house. And so we eventually just bit the bullet and we uh, went with this company and they offered us some, uh, free financing of it and all that stuff. And we're like, man, how are we ever going to pay this thing off? And, um, you know, it's funny the way that God works on the hindsight and that's, and that's how I'll preface this. But, um, when I originally took the job, it was a a lower paying job, right? It was lower. It was less money than I had made before. But at the end of the year, um, I was given uh, a bonus and I was given a raise for the next year, which they do with many of their employees. One of their, um, you know, they, one of the things that our church always talks about is that they take care of people as much as they physically can. So they'll go to bat for us. They'll do whatever they need to. But, It's fun the funny thing is that the amount that the air conditioning cost in our home to fix and replace and all that stuff was exactly the amount of my raise and (laughs) my bonus for the the winter. So, um God is so funny. Like he we are so worried about this air conditioning system. We're so oh my gosh, how are we ever gonna pay it (laughs) off? This will never get paid off. We we just got out of debt, we're right back in it and like all this stuff. And then God comes in with this this little just you know, this little miracle, this little ditty that he, that, that we never expected. So in, in my mind to just to round it off and just to come full circle is that, um, you know, in hindsight, you, you don't, you wouldn't worry about anything. Yeah. Right. And if, that's true, and if we had faith enough moving forward, we wouldn't worry about anything, but we are human and we worry. And, but I think, um, that I would have less worry in the little things, less worry in the in the worldly things, in the areas of money or retirement or all that stuff. I mean, it's important. That stuff is is vitally important. But at the same time, you know, it's not ours to control. It's not ours to begin with. So everything that we're given is is a gift from God. And if um, and if He's given it to us, um, then you know we shouldn't have to worry about it anyway. So
1: that is so true. And yeah. you know what's interesting with that story is. We never know how things are going to uh, filter into our life. We never know where it's going to come from. Probably if you would have said, okay, we're going to go ahead and do the air conditioner because I know that my business is going to give me money and da, 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 or that, you know, one of our in-laws is going to send us a check, or we're going to win the lottery, which we don't play. You know, if we had, if we were trying to figure it out ourselves and do make our decisions based on that, then we would never figure it out Mm -hmm. because God uses the most surprising ways to take care of us. So that is so good. And I just want to encourage you guys, healthy change really allows us the opportunity to be part of what God is doing, and unhealthy change keeps us in that place of worry and anxiety. So uh, those points of building a community around you, and and really being a sponge and learning from other people, and just being being in that place of waiting that your spouse, the person you're making the decision with may not be on the same page at the exact same moment, but prayer, trust in God, and really just waiting gives time for everybody to hear from God instead of saying, well, I've heard you need to do what I need to do. You need to do what I tell you to do. So I love that whole, uh, really the holistic approach of moving forward and moving into the change where we can live in a place that God has a for us for this season. So thank you so much for coming, Ross. I appreciate it. Guys, enjoy the these last two uh, parts. Part one, uh, the call to change, and part two, a healthy change. And I know that if you'll take the things that Ross shared, the, the points and the application and, and really the insight that he gained, that you can make some dynamic changes following the call in a healthy way. So remember, invest in yourself because you're the best investment you can make because when you invest in yourself, everybody benefits. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Thank,
0: Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor before you go. I promise it'll only take a very short time. Please head to iTunes and rate this podcast. This is huge for us in terms of improving our ranking and keeping the show visible so other people can discover it. So thank you again ahead of time for helping us out. To find out more about Unleashing the Champion Within, go to our website, cindy stewartcom